If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Brought to you in part by Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria, a landmark of its own in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples, Florida. Hair, nails, massage and skincare for more than 15 years at the Naples location. Wild chimps in Guyana are having a problem. Did Mary really have a little lamb? I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information you really don't need. So join Roy and I on this journey as we discover useless information that's out there all over the place in this episode of Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you'll get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Well, hello there, and welcome to yet another episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Hello, Roy. How are you? Hello, hello, hello from beautiful, sunny Florida. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Toronto where we have lots of animals, 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 crazy animals. Yes, 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 and they're sleeping in the streets of Toronto. (laughs) Upstage the kitty cat at the very end, right? The kitty cat's going to get all ticked off now. You never want to tick off a cat. Yes, this is the animal portion of the Totally Useless Information podcast. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with dogs. Dogs hearing. So why do dogs hear better than humans? Because you know they have that superpower where they can hear. Because they don't get married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Selective dog hearing. That's why you get, when, when you piss off your wife or your husband, you go to the dog house. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Are you kidding? After, after many years of marriage, my, my uh, dog house is fully furnished. <laughs> the ears of dogs are controlled by up to 18 muscles, while humans are equipped with, with only six and can only move their ears while slightly, if at all. Thus, dogs can tilt and rotate their ears to funnel the sound into their inner ear more efficiently. And that's why the dogs can hear much better than we can. Wow, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> all right, hey, Lassie. Listen. Okay, a herd of 60 cows, six zero cows, yeah. can produce one ton of milk in a day. That's a lot of milk. I heard of cows. I've heard of that. A herd of cows, yes. 60 cows, can produce a ton of milk. That is, you know, I mean, you, you, you say to yourself, who the hell's squeezing all that milk out? All I know is that if if I had all that milk inside of my udder, then I'd be relieved at the end of the day. So 
I don't blame the cows at all. You know what the cow says? I'm utterly shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic here on the animal segment. Uh, moths and light. Don't you have a lot of moths down in Florida, don't you? Oh, they're and, all over the place. <laughs> and they're usually they're usually flying around and trying to, uh, looks like they're trying to make love to the light. Mm. Well, some entomologists believe moths zoom towards unnatural light sources because the light throws off their internal navigation systems. Moths didn't evolve around bright lights, after all. They evolved at a time when all the light on Earth was from the sun and the moon and the stars. In a wow. behavior called transverse orientation, so around man-made lights, like your porch light, the angle to the light source changes as the moth flies by, therefore confusing it. It keeps trying to go into the light and trying to figure out what the heck's going on. It's all confused. Yeah, I, I have transverse orientation when I have about like eight or ten Jack Daniels and start my car. <laughs> <laughs> Which kids? No drinking. Don't yeah. do that at home. <laughs> oh, don't do that any, anywhere. No drinking and driving. Never drink and drive. Listen, I'm going to give you my teaser. Mm -hmm. Wild chimps in Guyana are having a major problem. And That's we should all be aware of it. And it has to do with what we were just discussing. They are drinking, Nick. They drink what? the palm sap, which is fermented. Okay, fermented palm sack has oh palm sap palm sack palm sap has over thirty percent alcohol. These monkeys are stone cold drunk. They're philandering. Mm. They're out and about swinging around. They're a bunch of swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Drunker oh chips. <laughs> They're monkeying around. Just um, wanted to most... bring this to everyone's attention. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. We really appreciate that. In fact, you know what? Because oh, well. that was so useful, that was useful, this is what we do in the Totally Useless Information Podcast when we give you useful information. Speaking of getting high, dolphins use toxic pufferfish to get high. Dolphins deliberately handle pufferfish, causing them to release the toxins as a defense mechanism, so they squeeze them, so the toxins can be deadly in high doses, but they squeeze them, but then they also have a narcotic effect. They are very powerful hallucinogenic, which the dolphins appear to enjoy. Now, apparently, if you watch some of these uh, YouTube videos of dolphins handling the puffer fish, they're actually passing it around as if it were a joint or something. It's, it's hysterical. The, the puffer fish's name is Dutchy. It's past the Dutchy. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I've, I think I figured it out, the theory of evolution. You got drunk yeah. chimps and drunk huh? dolphins philandering about. Of course you have evolution. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for, for the science. But we'll save that for the science episode. That's right. We have the science portion of the Totally Useless Information podcast. What a great way to tease the other segment. I love that. Cool. I got, I got one for you right now. Grizzly bears, their bite is strong enough to crush a bowling ball. Now, you got dolphins, smoking puffer fish. You got chimpanzees drinking up a storm. Now you got grizzly bears who go bowling. 
<laughs> what the hell is what's going on with animals? I'm telling you, they're they're taking well, you like the jingle says they're crazy animals. Indeed. Roosters have built in earplugs. Roosters prevent themselves from going deaf because you you know the sound of a rooster. Here it is. Here's the sound of a rooster. So roosters prevent themselves from going deaf due to their own loud crowing by tilting their heads back when they crow, which covers their ear canal completely, serving as a built-in earplug. A study has shown that their crowing averages over 100 decibels, which is roughly the same as running a chainsaw. One more animal thing that I needed to tell you that was actually nice and cute. Prairie dogs say hello to each other by kissing. Yeah, we say ah, right? But I mean, there's these filthy... Prairie dogs walking around, French kissing each other. It's God only knows what happens when we turn around, you know. Animal, <laughs> Oops. Animal, let's hear the kitty cat. Crazy animal. Ah, we had to get, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We have to, first of all, welcome to our family a brand new sponsor to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria in Niagara Falls, Ontario. This place is incredible. Why is it incredible? Because it's all about family. They tell you that the two words that have kept their customers coming back for more than 30 years is family tradition. They pride themselves on treating everyone that walks through their door like family and providing them with the highest quality of food. Napoli Restaurant is located in Niagara Falls area of Ontario, Canada. I happen to know the family. I grew up with their family. My dad was in the restaurant business, and he met uh, Felix uh, Pinquet, and they were best friends. Uh, my, My dad passed away, but they were such great friends. And I was just up. The last time I was in Canada to see you guys, I stopped there and spent a day or two with them. Guys, this restaurant is amazing to the point where I can't even explain it, and I was in the restaurant business. They make everything, pastas, gnocchi. They make the sausage. They make the dried sausage. They make the prosciutto. They make they make everything they don't buy anything everything is produced from the best they'll take tomatoes and wait for them to ripen before making sauce with them i mean it's so unbelievably odd but when you taste the food you will not believe what you're tasting it is that good napoli ristorante and pizzeria located at 5485 ferry street in niagara falls ontario steps away from the falls it's a great tourist destination but check them out you have to call for reservations it's highly recommended they're always busy but call them at 905-356-3345 905-356-3345 and tell them that you heard it on the totally useless information podcast really again like i said it is an experience to go eat there check them out on the website NapoliRistorante.ca, NapoliRistorante.ca, and you'll see why Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria has become a landmark of its own in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Einstein was a moron, Newton was a jerk, he was nothing in science, science, science. 
yeah. on the Totally Useless Information podcast. Viagra has been helpful for many, many men around the world. Nick, this is a hard yeah. subject to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> just develop a stiff upper lip, okay? You'll just enjoy this. <laughs> Israeli and Australian researchers have discovered that small concentrations of Viagra dissolved in a vase of water can also double the shelf life of cut flowers. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Making them stand up straight for as long as a week beyond their natural lifespan. It works for me, I tell you. No, it's really, lit literally, Nick, it is like the perfect drug when you think about it. You ever see the commercial? They say mm -hmm. if you have an erection for four hours and mm -hmm. if you lose your hearing, just think, all married men out there, think about that. A four-hour erection and you can't hear your wife. How perfect is this drug? <laughs> so you have half a tablet left of the Viagra and you have a, a vase full of flowers. So what do you do? Do you take the Viagra? No, this is what you do. You take the Viagra, crush it, put it in the, in the flower water, then drink the flower water. Kill two birds with one stone. Actually, look at the pretty flowers, take the other half, and call a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> or in your case, Heidi Klum. Oh, come on now. You had to do it. You cloomed me. Yes, I just cloomed you. Listen, there yes. are 21 magnetic facial muscles in your body. Okay? 21 facial muscles. Okay, that create facial expressions. And, of course, our expressions are everything. It's how we communicate. But did you know that those muscles, those 21 muscles, are the only muscles in our body that are directly attached to the skin? All other muscles are basically attached through tendons and so on. But they are attached directly to the skin. That's pretty cool. I like that one. Made me smile. A Canadian doctor, Dr. Penfield, has discovered something really amazing, actually. I know we joke around a lot, but this is something really cool. If you're suffering from epileptic seizures, this doctor has created a way to find out what's going on in your brain. So with the skull open and the brain exposed, doctor, Canadian doctor, Dr. Penfield, would probe the brain surface with a small electrode, prodding different areas of the brain with a small electrical impulses, and would get the patients to suddenly re retrieve memories see flashes of light, or smell an odor like burnt toast, as you'll hear in this snippet of audio. Every time she has a seizure, she smells something burning. Now, if we can provoke that smell by probing the surface of the brain, we'll find the source of the seizures. Mrs. Gold, do you feel anything? I can see the most wonderful lights. Now what? Oh. What is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my seizures and hundreds more. They say he drew the roadmap of the human brain. We just called him the greatest Canadian alive. That was part of a Canadian heritage moment that we have up here in Canada. We, we celebrate Canadian doctors and, and all kinds of great Canadians who have done great things for the world. Sounds like Don't you've not. been celebrating too much of that marijuana that you legalized. <laughs> No, I've just had, I just had a couple of puffer fish. <laughs> Listen, if the moon is mm -hmm. over your head, mm -hmm. okay, directly overhead, 
you will be slightly lighter than you are right now. Due to the gravity change, when the moon is directly overhead, it changes the Earth's gravity. That's lunacy, That's, I tell you. I got some pretty cool ones. You do? Yeah. You, you mentioned that if you move to the moon in a previous episode, you lose weight. If you stand under the moon, you, you're lighter, you feel lighter. So basically, you're obsessed with mooning. Basically, yes. Yes, I am. I, I like it. I do it. I've been arrested for it. <laughs> <laughs> a study was conducted that showed customers in a bookstore were 3.48 times more likely to pursue romantic books if the s'more, if the s'more, if they had s'mores. Nice <laughs> bonfire inside a bookstore. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> they were burning books and look what happened. Oh, I can make some s'mores. A study has conducted that showed customers in the bookstore were three and a half times more likely to peruse romantic books if the store smelled like chocolate and almost six times more likely to buy them. So if a bookstore smells like chocolate, chances are they'll sell more books. Cool. Okay, so that's a subliminal thing. Mm -hmm. What about this one? Why are our lips red? They're just skin like the rest of our skin, except for one thing. They have thousands of tiny little capillaries that run directly beneath the thin layer of skin of our lips. And because they're so close to the edge of the skin, they're able to release oxygen, which is what turns blood red. And uh, that you can see the red blood running underneath the skin. And that's why our lips are red. That's why when you cut yourself shaving and you kind of nick your lip, it never stops yeah. bleeding. Yeah, did you ever get punched in the lip? You see the blood coming out like crazy, you know? No, I never got punched in the lip. You come down to Florida, I'll knock you out. <laughs> it's just a scientific experiment. You know, let me punch you in the lip just to prove a point. He's like, yeah, well, but why'd you punch me a second time? <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like the results of the first experiment. Will the sun ever burn out? Stars like our sun form a huge cloud of gas, mostly hydrogen and helium, grows so large it collapses under its own weight. The pressure is so high in the center of that collapsing mess of gas that the heat reaches unimaginable levels with temperatures so hot that hydrogen atoms lose their electrons. So these naked hydrogen atoms, they fuse together into helium atoms, and that reaction releases enough energy to counter the intense pressure. So basically the battle between the gravity and the energy from these fusion reactions is what fuels our sun and billions of other stars in our galaxy. So the sun will go burning on for five billion more years. For those of you listening to the show, Nick was talking in science times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one more about the facial muscles. Okay. Okay. The strongest muscle in the body by far is the masseter muscle. That is the yes. muscle that attaches to your jaw and allows us to chew. But did you know that the masseter muscle is so strong, it could pull 80 times our weight? That's crazy. It is. Wow. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. I don't know if you heard my stomach grumbling, Roy, but I'm hungry. I want BPC chicken. 
EPC Chicken. Best Portuguese chicken, 942 the Queensway in the Toronto area. So you're thinking, wait a minute, hold on. I don't live in the Toronto area, but I do have some friends, or I did vacation with somebody who does visit Toronto. Tell them to go to 942 the Queensway, BPC, the best Portuguese chicken by far. They are the best. Check out their family special twice a week, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. $23, you get one whole delicious best Portuguese chicken plus two sides, and their six-ounce hot sauce. It's amazing. Every week they have these specials. People are lining up out the door. If I lived in Buffalo, I would actually cross the damn bridge to get the beef. This is no lie. To get the BPC chicken, I would cross the bridge and drive to Toronto, and I'm not joking. 416-255-7177 is the number to call. 416-255-7177. And if you're traveling from Buffalo, if you're traveling from anywhere in the Toronto area, check them out, 942 The Queensway. BPC, best Portuguese chicken, slinging chicken since 2010. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Can we do mailbag? Sure, let's let's look in here. Look what I found. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? If you'd like to contact us, it's easy. TUI podcast at outlook.com. TUI podcast for totally useless information podcast at outlook.com. Right. Okay. Am I going first? You go first. Well, this one is from Heidi in Hollywood, California. No, no, no. <laughs> Heidi Klum. <laughs> yes. Dear Roy, please find attached a restraining it says, order. It says, Dear Roy, you're so beautiful. <laughs> okay, this one is from Sheila in yes. Austin, Texas. Okay. And Hello, she, says, email. she says that she went on our website, which is um, nickandroy.com, nickandroy.com. So we yep. encourage everyone to go there. And she said she saw some older pictures of me and Nick from, I guess, our high school days and so on and so on. And she went on yep. about how she said, you, meaning me, Nick, <laughs> she said. Who else would it be? Yes. <laughs> she, said, she said, you have a wonderful smile. It's such a genuine smile. And so I thought to myself, where did that saying come from? And then I did some research, of course, scoured the internet and found that there's actually a scientific name for a genuine smile. It's known as the Doshin smile named after the French doctor who did the research, so don't trust him. It takes 12 facial muscles to make that smile. I learned the facial muscle thing afterwards, but I thought that was interesting. A Doshin smile. So, Sheila, thank you so much for viewing me, and thank you for that little shrine that you have at home with the candles and all of my pictures. It's very scary. Yes, it makes me smile. <laughs> Uh, here's one from Maria from Toronto. She loves hard-boiled eggs. Uh, she has one every morning. Do you like hard-boiled eggs? You I, like eggs? I really don't eat a hard-boiled egg much. Although I do put them in potato salad. 
Okay. She has a dilemma, and she wants to know if we can help her. So first of all, Maria, what the hell were you thinking that we can help you? I know, you? exactly. <laughs> Maria, come to your senses. <laughs> That's right. So she wants to know. So she, what happens is she's having problems with her hard-boiled eggs sometimes because sometimes she can peel the shells off of the eggs all in one shot, and sometimes it's just a mess. Yeah. Please help. Okay. So, Maria, first of all, thanks again for emailing us. Sometimes, you know, eggs, especially the whites, are packed with protein. Actually, they always are. So these proteins are exposed to heat. Like when an egg is being cooked, the proteins coagulate or turn from a liquid to a solid. For best results in eggshell peeling, you start with a cold egg in already boiling water. Then cool it down quickly in ice. Then you roll them gently to make lots of cracks in the shell before peeling. And you'll have much better results. So the key here is take your egg cold, put it in the already boiling water, cool it down with ice, and then you can peel your shells So basically nicely. what we're saying to you on the Totally Useless Information Show, ladies. That was exciting. So, <laughs> it was exciting. Yes, it was. <laughs> the yolks on you. I have one from George from Denver, Colorado. Thanks, George. Thanks very much. I found this really interesting. He says, um, when I book a flight online, I, I type in the city, and then a three-letter code shows up. What are these three letters? And I notice it not only on websites, but I notice it on my airline ticket as well. What are these three codes? So, George, thank you for that. I think everyone can relate to this. So the three-letter codes must be assigned based on the name of the airport or the name of the city or some other meaningful relevant identifier. So JFK, for example, in New York, John F. Kennedy Airport is JFK. That's rather obvious. Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport is FLL. Canadian airports start with the letter Y. So for example, in Toronto, it's YYZ or YYZ. We say Z here in, in Canada. So here's some fun ones. In the case of St. Pete Clearwater International, it's PIE, P-I-E. Then you have SEX. SCX from Sembach, Germany. Its airport code comes from its former name as Sembach Annex, SCX. So if you want to have sex on your flight, you need to go to Germany. Then there's COK, Cock. It's the name of the Cochin International Airport in India. Then you have POO, yeah. P O O. Yeah. It's the airport code for. Pocos de Caldas in Brazil. And then finally, FUK, F-U-K. Mm -hmm. It's the in international airport code for mm -hmm. Fukuoka, Japan. No fucking kidding. TUIPodcast.outlook.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We are having such a great time. We hope you're having a great time, too, and we thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for giving us a chance to express <laughs> ourselves. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. Totally Useless Information Podcast. Here are expressions. These are expressions you hear every day or every other day. Well, I would tell you, Nick, to let your hair down. But you, for those who don't see us, yes. uh, Nick is follically That's challenged. Is That's that the correct word? medical term. Okay. But you wear. Thank you. You wear it well. <laughs> but 
Where did the saying, let your hair down, come from? Mm. Parisian noble women, again, the French, don't trust them. Parisian noble women had to appear in public with these amazing hairstyles, otherwise they wouldn't be noble. Some would take hour after hour with their servants to do their hair. So at night, when they got home, they would want to take these braids and updos down so that they would, would let their hair down to just relax at home. Hoodwink. Everyone knows that hoodwink means to deceive or to fool someone, but the meaning is not apparent from the word's roots. The hood makes sense, but what about the wink? Hoodwink is actually a bit redundant. Both roots mean to blind. The hood is a reference to a covering of the head, while the wink today usually means to close one eye. It's winking at somebody. It originally meant to close both. So the verb, in a literal sense, is to cover the eyes, to blindfold, dates to 1562. Hoodwink. These things are more than you could shake a stick at. More yep. than you could shake a stick at. Where does this come from? Well, back in the day, farmers controlled their sheep by waving a stick at them and yelling, and they would wave the stick in the air. If they lost control of the sheep, it meant that the sheep couldn't see the waving of the stick, so they had too many sheep. They had more sheep than they could shake a stick at. Are you grasping at straws? Cool. The etymology of this <laughs> phrase comes originally from Thomas More in his work Dialogue of Comfort Against Tribulation in 1534. The idiom refers to a drowning man grasping for anything, even a straw, to save his life. So in today's world, it's come to mean to act or to decide, mm. usually in desperation, without enough information or, or resources. But at one time, it was referring to a drowning man grasping for anything, even a straw. Grasping at straws. Speaking of Carrie, because I am the king of Segway, carry the bride over oh, yeah. the threshold. Well, carrying the bride over the threshold means bringing her into a new home. So that really, when I read it, I was like, you know what? That's not that cool. But then I said, where the hell does the term threshold come? Meaning that wooden object between the door and the inside of your home. Well, it makes sense because what they did in those times in order to keep the stone or dirt floors warmer in the wintertime, they would throw thresh. Thresh was like straw. And through the course of the winter, as it got colder and colder, they'd throw more and more thresh on the floor to keep the floor warm. Well, when you'd open the door, the thresh would come out, and that was not good. You wanted to keep as much thresh in so your feet stayed warm. So they put a piece of wood between the door on the inside and the outside, and they said that that would hold the thresh. And it became That's the threshold. The elephant in the room is an American phrase with murky origins. The first reference being in 1935 to mean something obvious. In the 1950s, the elephant in the room came to mean what it means today, which is something enormous that people choose to ignore because it is uncomfortable to deal with. Elephant in the room. So here's, here's my last one in this segment here of uh, expressions on the Totally Useless Information podcast. If someone is under quarantine, quarantine. Mm. So the word quarantine derives from the Venetian dialect of Italian 
and the words quaranta giorni, meaning 40 days. This is because when it was discovered that ships were infested with plague-carrying rats, they were made to sit at anchor outside Venice's city walls for 40 days before coming ashore under quarantine, from the Italian word 40 days. Quarantine. Wow, and the rats, the rats. That is cool because in a couple of seconds, when we deal with history, I'm going to talk about rats. So don't go anywhere. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We can't go through a show without talking about one of our sponsors, DeMarlo Salon and Spa in Naples, Florida. DeMarlo Salon and Spa, hair, skin care, massage, nails, they do it all, and they do it amazing. I'm talking about cut and color. That their their slogan is cut and color with an attitude. Marlowe Salon and Spa does it all. They're located on the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard in Naples, Florida. 239 area code 793-2020. That's 239-793-2020. Or you can look them up at demarlosalon.com. Definitely, if you're in the Florida area, if you're vacationing down in the Florida area of Southwest Florida, come to Naples, DeMarlo Salon and Spa. You will be so happy you did. So, yes, one subject that we loved in school other than science and lunch was history. Have today's history. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What happens tomorrow is history. Here's another shot, Anderson right in. He scores! Anderson! What happens the day after that is history. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. I guess every day is uh, history. So in my teaser, I, t- I said, did you know or did Mary have a little lamb? Did she or didn't she? That is the, the mysterious question. Did Mary have a little lamb from the nursery rhymes? Well, you assumed it was fiction. But you know what? There actually was a real person, Mary Sawyer. She was an 11-year-old girl in Boston who was followed to school one day in 1817 by her pet lamb. In the late 1860s, she helped raise money for an old church by selling pieces of lamb. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> selling pieces oh of wool. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that Mary, I like her. I don't She's know. a psycho. She's so, no, she sold pieces of wool, not pieces of lamb. <laughs> and her cousin Lizzie Borden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so in the nursery rhyme, yes, there really was a Mary, and she did have a little lamb. I, I love this for history. We worry about presidents, their health, and releasing all of their health records and so on and so forth. How things have changed. Do you know who the sickest president of all times was? And you, you might say Roosevelt because he was in a wheelchair and so on. That'd be my guess. It, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It was George Washington. Here are a list of some of the things. 
He had malaria. Okay. He had dysentery. He had something called carbonical. He had smallpox. He had diphtheria. And hell, after all those diseases, I say anybody that could live through wars and all of that crap should be the president of the United States. <laughs> and put their picture on the dollar bill. Can you imagine that he, uh, it's, wow, that's like, he, he, they listed so many different things. It's just nuts. The guy I, was the guy was interesting. I just figured out why uh, the uh, U.S. money is green because when see that's George Washington on the dollar bill, right? So it's yeah. not because the paper is green because George Washington was green. Gangrus. Gangrus. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So in World War II, Russia ran out of vodka, or at the end of World War II. Here's what happened. So between the announcement of Germany's surrender during World War II on radio to Joseph Stalin addressing the nation 22 hours later. Russia literally ran out of vodka. That's how they celebrated. Had Hitler had Hitler waited just a few more days, <laughs> he would have been able to run over a whole bunch of drunk Russians. <laughs> not that we like Adolf Hitler on this show. Please do not email us. <laughs> EYpodcast.outlook.com. Okay. Listen, I got one for you. Speaking of psychopathic rulers. The Ottoman Emperor Sultan Ibrahim had 280 concubines. Now, that in itself is interesting. But he drowned 280 concubines in the ocean, okay, after he found out that one slept with another man. So no. this guy said, one of you is sleeping around, so I'm drowning 280 of you. My question is, and I couldn't find this out, what happened to that guy? <laughs> yes. oh he couldn't sit for a week. Man, is he in trouble? Is uh, he in trouble? Swearing Pat Bird. Andrew Jackson died in 1845. At his funeral, mm. his pet parrot, Paul, was... Mm -hmm. Say that, say that three was, times. He was the, his pet... <laughs> So Andrew Jackson's pet parrot, Paul, was there and was brought to the funeral because he was a close companion of Jackson. Unfortunately, the bird had to be removed from the funeral service because he started swearing and yelling profanities, which he likely learned from Jackson himself. Wow. So, so hold on. So the pet, Paul the pet parrot had a potty mouth. And, and he was given to him by um, Abraham Lincoln. They said Abraham Lincoln gave him the bird. <laughs> he just flipped it to him. And it's probably a hundred years later. Yeah. So Abraham Lincoln was an old dude. <laughs> he flipped him the give bird. You an idea, give you an idea how much history we learned. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pope Gregory the Ninth. Okay, he associated cats with the devil. Oh. So he had them banned and cats. Millions of cats were killed because the Pope, Pope Gregory, said no more cats. Well, in the in, in old Greg's infinite wisdom, and this has to do with what you said before, the sudden lack of all the cats allowed the rats to prosper, and then the bubonic plague came. Ooh. So thank you, Pope Greg. 
You're on the ball, guy. Holy crap. In 1618, some Catholics and Protestants settled religious disputes in Prague. Well, one of the ways was a Protestant threw a Catholic out a third-story window. Mm -hmm. Catholic survived. Don't worry. He claimed that the hand of God saved him, while the Protestants claimed that God mocked them because they survived by letting them fall into a carriage of horse crap. It started mm -hmm. a large war. Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> In Venice, during the Renaissance, a man found guilty of rape was given a choice of sentence by the judge. The magistrate said, you have a choice of these three sentences. Number one, six months in jail. Number two, pay a fine. Or number three, marry the rape victim. And so the man chose to marry the woman that he raped, which the laugh is on him because that was like a life sentence. <laughs> that was uh, one of our brand new features, history. I guess every day is uh, history. Yeah. Well, it's time to go. It flies by. Remember, every Thursday is a new episode. Uh, follow us on Spreaker. Hit that follow button, especially if you're uh, if you're finding this off of uh, Facebook. Also, go and listen to some of the old episodes if you haven't heard them. I think you'll have a lot of fun doing that. And that's all the time we have for today for Totally Useless Information Podcast. But we will have more for you next time, we promise. So in the meantime, remember, follow, subscribe, tell a friend about the trend, and share us on Facebook. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.